If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. And welcome to week 16, the finale, finally, guys. <laughs> finale and finally go so well together. <laughs> And I just feel like I'm just glad we're not saying home stretch. We've said home stretch for the last few weeks, but we really, really, really at the end today. I was so excited. I felt like they called it the season finale. And then in the preview for next week, Pastor Cal was like, next week in our season finale (laughs) or tomorrow when they, you know, on Thursday when they show the reunion, I'm like, oh, was this not the, like, what's the finale? Is this it or is it the reunion? Someone made a boo-boo. (laughs) <laughs> they didn't edit it I also I don't understand the choice to have the finale the next day you would think they'd want to stretch it out so that was very interesting to me I figured it was the election oh yes indeed that makes all of the sense so before we dive in we have some exciting news we hope you find it exciting because we're really really excited and we're I'm gonna let aid tell you all about it So we are launching our Patreon. Yay! (laughs) So the season's about to end. So we will do one more episode for the reunion. And then we saw the preview. And there will be new episodes of the show starting in January. And we will be coming back to you guys with recaps of the regular season in January. But in the meantime... We will be producing bonus content on our Patreon. And um, for those of you not familiar with Patreon, it's an opportunity to support creators who you love. And so you can go on patreon.com slash altercallMAFS and you can learn about our tiers, which include the opportunity to commission episodes. So if there's something you really want us to do a whole episode on, you will be have the opportunity to do that. 
Um, and our first bonus episode will be us finally watching the matchmaking episode for this season. Because if you recall, we don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so go on ahead and check out our Patreon when you get a chance. And hopefully you can support us there. Yay. Thanks, Aid. And thank you, you guys. Like, we really enjoyed doing this podcast and talking about maps. And we really enjoyed your support you know, throughout the season with the reviews and the comments and the interactions. So we hope you enjoy this too, because we're also going to put the same heart and soul that we put in this into that. Yes. So finale, it's finally time for the couples to decide if they want to stay together or if they want to get a divorce. Aid, how did you feel about this episode? We were looking for 10 people to say one sentence each, and they dragged that out for two hours. <sighs> um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have thoughts <laughs> about this. You know what? I thought it was good, but I didn't necessarily enjoy the format. And I thought some people were so anticlimactic. And some people didn't get enough time, and some people got too much time. <laughs> so that is my quick summary without spoiling what I'm about to say, because we're going to go through each couple and, you know, Talk about how we felt about it. So I think we should just go in and start with Amelia and Bennett. Just to know well, for everybody, we're not doing Unfiltered this week. I did watch it, but what's the point? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're about to do Decision Day, so who cares what Unfiltered was about? <laughs> I forgot. See, that's how much I forgot. <laughs> but you're right. The finale is the worst. Like, who, we don't care about them talking about it in a roundabout way. So, yeah. <laughs> so on to Bennett and Amelia. Yes. So like I mentioned, they had this weird format that they were doing this season. They, I don't think they've done it before, unless my memory is failing me. But it's like this weird recap of each person talking about their partner throughout the season and the things they liked and the things they didn't like. And maybe it's okay and it's you know cute, but the voiceover did not work for me at all. How I did- hated it. And I was going to ask you, like, if I recall, this has never been done before and should never be done again. Never be done again. It was so, here's your script. You say this. This matches the footage that we have. Oh, Amelia, um, Amelia is so fun. Amelia is so wild, but she can have her sensitive side. I'm like, what is this? Sesame Street? I did not enjoy this at all. But I don't know. They felt they had to do it. But through the montages, we learned... I felt like I saw some things I hadn't seen before. Like, for example, remember in one episode we were saying, why didn't we get to see Amelia walk a slack line? We got to see her walk a slack line because that was apparently one of the things Bennett likes about her. Is that- I know. I was so happy because I remember you were the one who was like, why didn't we see her do it? And I was like, she did do it. They just did. And then, you know, they showed it to us last night. And I was like, yes, they showed us doing the slack line. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm glad I got to see that because I didn't see that the first time. And... The voiceover, in the voiceover, Bennett does casually say, oh, she did this. She casually, she applied to be on a reality show. So we'll take it to mean that, you know, Ada's probably right. They had a conversation and they edited it out to be more than it was because he said it so casually, like it wasn't even a thing. I don't even think it came <laughs> up at all. So I think we were more upset than Bennett was because it wasn't even a thing. <laughs> 
And, you know, I will say this for Unfiltered. Uh, it was Amani, Karen, and Henry on Unfiltered. And Amani and Karen basically said the same thing I said. They Like, they implied that there was more to that conversation that we didn't see. Whether they knew that or not, they thought it too. I was yeah. like, you people, we, we're, we are not new here. <laughs> <laughs> so Bennett is the first person to arrive um, in his best... Um, <laughs> what can I say, his best apparel? He's wearing <laughs> that hat, if you remember, that he wanted to wear to the wedding and was nixed at the last minute that looks like a Turkish dome. And pants that I can't tell, I think they were capri pants, I don't know. And they were yellow with flowers and they were satin. I don't know what they were, but they were very um eccentric. Did his shirt look iron to you? <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> I was just... I was just like, oh Bennett, where 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 did we find you? But I still love Bennett. I'm still Team Bennett. But yeah, he comes all decked out, and Amelia, as always, is braless, just bouncing around, um, into the hall in slow motion. <laughs> oh, I did, <laughs> I did. So they sit there, and you know, the setup for visualization is Pasta Cal and Dr. Viviana in the middle, and Dr. Pepper who I always forget is so short because she's sitting all the way forward <laughs> on her chair. I think if she leans all the way back, her feet probably hang. So she sits all the way away from the back of the chair. But Dr. Pepper asked them if the pandemic played a factor. And Amelia says, yeah, it did. But for one, she feels like she was lucky quarantined with someone that she likes and that he has good perspective. And all the while she's saying this, she's beaming, guys. Like, she's just, I mean, we all know what they were going to say, but still, they were just couldn't help themselves. So as um, Bennett was walking in, he does tell us that he has a he has a surprise for Amelia. So I'm waiting there thinking, I know he can't afford an engagement ring, so I wonder what this is. So... Bennett says Amelia has helped him stay afloat and she's the first serious relationship where love and adoration has not been coupled with a sense of danger. <laughs> I, I like Bennett because I like how he uses words, but that just sounded like, wow, love and adoration coupled with a sense of danger. I didn't get it. I mean, I know what he meant. It's not, it sounds like it's an abusive relationship, but I know that's not what he meant. He just meant... Where, you know how you can be in an unhealthy space with someone? Like, you say you love the person, you're enamored with the person, infatuated person, but you know deep down they're not good for you. So it feels like a sense of danger because that cloud just always looms over your head. But, you know, he just has a way with words. But anyway, he says he feels passionate about her. And Pascal asks about their challenges, and Amelia says her moving to Virginia, apparently the next day from whenever they filmed um, right after this ends is a challenge. And she appreciates that he says it'll boost his creativity and think of things differently. And it's just really appreciative of him being able to glide through life. Even though I felt she should have said glide through her life. But I think Bennett is the kind of person who does glide through life, right? Yeah, he's just going on through. <laughs> So it's time to decide, and Bennett goes first. You know, the one thing I failed to do, and I said I was going to do, but um, I got so busy and I wasn't able to do that, was to see what our predictions were. I couldn't remember either. I was like, who did I say was going to go first last night? <laughs> I couldn't remember, so I was going to go back and check and just kind of see where we stood, but life is busy, guys, so sorry about that. But he says he has a surprise for her and then they make this big whoop-de-doo the, the, I was about to say the judges the experts were all like 
what is happening? Oh, it's like if anybody watches The Masked Singer, the part where they have to take off the mask and they're like, take it off, take it off. <laughs> and then <laughs> um, Bennett starts taking off his pants and then they cut to commercial. It comes back, they continue the whole thing. I see his underwear. I see broken, terribly broken skin because it's just red patches everywhere. And what is the surprise? It is a tattoo. Bennett has gotten a tattoo of Amelia's initials on his, well, it's not his butt. It was like his hip, but in that yeah, area. In that and area. How do you feel about that? I mean, that is some weird shit. And then, <laughs> and then uh, that tattoo, I was like, you couldn't find an artist? I like, it didn't know. look like a nice tattoo. It looked like some... Prison. <laughs> I didn't want to you say prison. The tools that you prison. <laughs> I looked at it and I said, okay, maybe he couldn't afford a tattoo. Maybe one of his theater friends did it. Or maybe Thaddeus is just so mad. He just banged it out and even though he was mad at it. But it was not good. I just don't understand. First, we haven't even addressed getting a significant other tattooed on yourself. But then to do it and then not even find like a nice tattoo artist to make it look nice. Yeah, it wasn't legible. I glad they well, like they had upfront view, so they could see. They zoomed in close. <laughs> yeah, they were really up close. So I'm just like, how could you even tell what it was? But yeah, he went ahead and he did that. So Bennett must be all in. I don't, I don't even know if that signifies. It. I don't know if he's in love or stupid, but love and stupid is synonymous. So who knows? But they're all tickled, and Amelia keeps it short. Say she loves him, and of course she says yes, especially He's now. Like you done tattooed yourself. That he has on you. I don't have much of a choice. <laughs> so Dr. Pepper cracks a joke. She's like, "I'm glad that tattoo wasn't lower." Haha. <laughs> <laughs> no. So he says, "Is um, um Benitez is willing to throw himself to the unknown. He's hoping for, he was hoping for the best when he did this show, and he got the best." Dr. Pepper toasted them being faded and perfect. I hate when people use perfect for relationships, but I get the sentiment. But I really felt Amelia and Bennett's um, segment was very short. And they should have been later. No, they always start with the people who are definite. Well, yeah, people who are definite. They usually always start with that and get and get that over and done with. Then they start mixing people. At a certain point, I actually predicted the order in which the couples would come in, and I was right, and I was very proud of myself. Because, <laughs> because you know, Karen and Miles were, like, the maybes. They were the definite yeses. They usually do start with a definite yes mm-hmm. and end with a definite yes. Mm-hmm. But we were not surprised much throughout the day. And so, like, that tattoo was probably the only thing I was truly surprised about you. <laughs> well, I don't know how they film and if it's the same day, but maybe she had to get back to start packing or stuff because she really was leaving the next day. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's to give her time and like, okay, let's get this over and done with. So, yeah, so it was short and sweet and I really hope, um, wish them the best. I can't wait for the reunion and I can't wait to see if they will be part of Couples Camp because they have a story. They have a built-in story. What are you doing in Virginia? How are you coping? What is the dynamic like? So, yeah. Did you have any other thoughts on them? No. Okay. So then we move on to Olivia and Brett. You know, at first I was like, why are these people here? They don't like each other. I know you reminded me that Zach and Mindy still had their time, even <laughs> though they called it quits. But um, 
Dr. Viviana answered my question right off the bat as to why they're here, and she says it is to answer lingering questions that they may have about their marriage so they can move forward with their divorce. I don't just file. I don't buy that for one second. Just file and move forward. They don't like each other, but I will say, I feel like Olivia looked so pretty as she walked in. I love her dress, and she looked good, and she, you know, she still looked angry, but yeah, she looked very pretty. What Dr. Viviana meant to say is that they want to give them the opportunity to retread on the same issues that they've already retread on the last time they talked to each other so they can provide 20 more minutes of this two-hour special for us. In one word, content. <laughs> <laughs> we just need content. <laughs> so the thing that gets me is, and then again, the contract must be ironclad. I always, I'm always surprised when these people still come back to shoot. Like even with Brandon last year. I, I they, don't get it. They hated him. He hated them. <laughs> Why would they ask him? How did it, he spent like five seconds? They just bye, Brandon. <laughs> so I never understand that. But anyway, Olivia says um in the voiceovers, um, again, just again, reminder that they did that from the beginning for all the couples. Olivia says Brett is a nice guy, but he's difficult to understand. And this is a continuation of her pattern throughout the season. She can't help herself. If she wants to say something about Brett, she has to say a nice thing first, no matter how much she dislikes him. She can't help herself. She's like, Brett is a nice guy. I'm like, do you really think that? But okay. <laughs> So um, Brett says Olivia got more withdrawn with COVID. We see a clip. I think we've seen this before. I'm not sure, but she's in scrubs and we see him rub her leg and she literally just got up and walked away. So that's probably what she meant by if I had more intimacy, if I'd given him or shown him more intimacy. And it made me realize that basically Brett was in the same position as Miles, except Brett decided to leave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he tells us some more and again i don't know that they told us correct me if i'm wrong eight he tells us some more that you know he he wasn't getting any hugs and if he leaned in for a kiss she'll turn her head this was new information right new information although was it new or just refined and that they've already told us they had issues with intimacy and affection yeah. So, but- like, you're just now getting into the nitty gritty of what you've already told us. I'm not moving from the position that this was a waste of my time, but please continue. <laughs> so, even um, when Brett did his last, um, I don't know what to call it. I call it couples cam, but that's not what it is. But when he did his last filming of him, self cam, he seemed actually sad. I and mean, he was like, this might actually be my last one. So, Brett says, that they've split, so nothing he says can change her mind because she already has a narrative. I agree with him. He did say also that he felt like a placeholder husband, and it seemed that Olivia was more committed to the idea of having a husband than being committed to him. Thoughts? It's like they don't have one thing. They have multiple things. There's the lack of affection. Then there's the placeholder husband. Then there, like it's just one thing after another after another. I don't really actually believe in this placeholder husband thing. I'm not saying that Olivia didn't want a husband, but I is the, everybody who goes on the show wants to be married, ideally. So I don't know why we're like faulting her, why he is faulting her for wa- like wanting a husband. 
No, I don't think he was faulting her. I actually agree with his statement. I don't think Olivia took the time to see him as the husband she got. He didn't meet the expectations that she wanted. Again, I'm, Brett is a dick. I, I always want to caveat that. But she didn't <laughs> take the time to get to know him. It was like, this is not what I had in mind. This is not what is happening. I'm out. So that was how I took it to understand. It's more like, you know, I wanted a husband. But there are things that you kind of have to do when you get that husband. And she's like, eh, I don't think you're worth the, the time or effort to get to do that. So... But maybe you're not worth the time and effort because you're kind of rude. I don't trust you. Like, I'm not saying either one of them is the angel or the saint. But I don't really buy either one of their... Yeah. And I don't like the idea that there has to be some sort of blame. Like, it's just a bad match. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think for both of them, my own concern was just I don't know if either of them learned anything. (laughs) They're so stubborn that they just... That's why they're fixated on blame because it can't be me. But it's like, what are you learning out of this? Like, there's certainly things that you can learn to grow for, who knows, whatever. But then again, maybe it's a bad match that just brings out the worst in each other. I don't know. But Brett greets her very warmly with a warm hug. And he's like, hey, hun. I'm like, and I've heard this before. Because it was the time he said it, I'm like, did he really just say that? But apparently, it comes very easily out of Brett's mouth. So Viviana asks, how long has it been since they saw each other and if they communicate? Olivia says there are a few texts here and there. I should tell you guys that Olivia looks like someone just stole her lunch. She is not smiling. She is just, can we get this done and can I get out of here? Like, I'm going to have an allergic reaction. I don't know why I'm here. But um, they keep asking what kind of text, who initiates. It turns out that Brett is the one that's been sending the text and they ask why. He says he wants to see how she's doing and if she's okay. And Olivia is just not buying anything he's saying. She's like, I don't feel special. I feel indifferent to this checking up on me. And I agree with her. Why he's texting her? (laughs) I have my theory on that. Is it like, what is your theory? There's a thing men do where they do you wrong. And then after some time, they come back. It's like, I just want to be friends. But it's not necessarily wanting to be friends. It's just the idea that if we are friends then whatever I did can't be that bad is to make themselves feel better. Oh, I'm, I'm, that's a great theory, but <laughs> not a good reason to text someone. So like Brett, stop it. I'm with, I would be annoyed by those texts too. <laughs> and then I'm dragged because of a contract that I signed to come talk to you again. Poor Olivia. That's <laughs> a gal ask, how do they feel? Brett says that he's happy to see her. And no, he says that Brett seems happy to see her. And that Olivia seems like she's shut down. And is that the norm? Olivia is just like, everything he says just seems fake. That she doesn't understand what he's saying. Sending text that says, hey, cute wifey. On that front, I agree. What are you sending someone that you split with saying, hey, cute wifey? What are you trying to achieve at this point? He said what he was trying to achieve. He, what that he, that he wants to get to know her? Uh, he wants to get to know her, and I don't want you to hate me. Yes, so that that's part of the theory. That I don't want you to hate me. Well, don't be a dick, Brett. That might I'm be not the- even sure if Olivia has worked her way up to hating him. Even I think she's indifferent. Like I, I don't she think he's a, lying no, she when she says she's indifferent. Feelings. She has a lot of feelings. Whether it's anger, whatever. There's a lot of feelings in there. Indifferent, she would just be like whatever. But she has a lot of I don't know anger or something. But. Eh. 
If he so, stopped texting her and she didn't have to see him no more, I think she would very quickly get to indifference. Then block his number. <laughs> she probably should. Yeah, block his number. It's 2020. You don't talk to anybody you don't want to. And breast, I said breast. <laughs> Brett asked her if she doesn't think that it would be easier to get to know him if she wanted to hang out. And then she made a good point. Why would I want to hang out with you? You didn't hang out when we wanted to get more married. Group on dates. What are we gonna do? You bitched about everything. We don't want to fly. We don't want to do. I mean, there was COVID, but still, you don't want to do anything. So Dr. Pepper asked her if she's upset at it not working out, and she harps on and on on about him not being genuine. Honestly, it suddenly felt like Henry. You know when he had that thing where he kept saying. Um, Christina's impatient and rude. Impatient and rude. This was Olivia. You said it again on unfiltered. Yep. <laughs> I was like, dude. This was Olivia. He's not genuine. He's not genuine. And this was the moment where I'm usually Tim Olivia, but this um, reunion, I, mean, I call it a reunion. This D Day is the moment where I think I find her quite annoying. She just can be so stubborn. She just digs her heels in so hard and it's like, Nothing you can tell her, she's not going to budge at all. And I also don't understand where, okay, she always says that he's not genuine and that he's different on camera, but on camera, he's a dick. (laughs) So if you get the good parts off camera, what is the bone of contention? I'm just confused. I mean, we're all confused. But anyway, she just keeps saying, you're different, you're different, you're not the same. And I'm like, does he have anything to do anything right now? But... She um Brett says he did the show because she asked him, like, why did you even do the show? Why did you come on? I don't know your intentions. And Brett says he did this to have a companion for the rest of his life. And Viviana rightfully asked him, How did you show her? And he kind of stuttered a little bit. He's like, things like cooking and making her feel like she had a welcome home to someone that wanted her. This was not good enough for Olivia either. And she's just like, Yeah, everything is an excuse. I don't think he even said anything that was an excuse again could be editing it is maths after all but she just went in again and dug in and was like no you're not genuine so pastor kyle says listen there's a wall and there's really nothing he says that he you will be willing to hear (laughs) i think she said that's right (laughs) (laughs) i admire the honesty (laughs) and viviana says it seems like his effort was not good enough and it's like you wanted something specific what did you think about that i don't know <laughs> i don't i mean i think it goes back to what i, I'm I also think at this point i don't care <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm just like this is like this entire episode was torture i was just like say yes or say no <laughs> like, i mean they and, did and then why are these two wasting my time you're not getting back together you're just relitigating old stuff. You actually don't both seem like terrible people. So I would just like for you to go out and be done with this so that I can be done with this and stop watching you. <laughs> but yeah, I think I agree with her. There's something specific is she had something in mind. It wasn't it. And she was not willing to bend or compromise or whatever else is involved. But Brett does say he wasn't being insincere and he's sorry for that and sorry for the experience, but he just didn't feel safe. And like he could trust her. So I did. Okay, Sam. Sam, I thought it was very interesting that Brett was like apologizing. Brett apologized twice. Now, why is he apologizing if he doesn't think he did anything? Maybe there's a little bit more to this and he did do some things. No, 
here's the thing. Brett goes in and out. I agree with Olivia that Brett is insecure. He is insecure. He's just that little boy who wants to be loved, but he doesn't know how to go about it right. I think he recognizes that he went a tad too far sometimes and he was being a dick. So he, I mean, he's not that far gone that he can't say he's sorry. Listen, his friends told him, hint, hint, you know, you kind of are inflexible. You kind of do this. So I don't think it's anything new to him. Like this is a recurring issue in his life of just like (laughs) not being that great. Romantic and platonic, you know. And again, we don't know the story of that um, engagement where she cheated on him. He's still reeling from that to me. So I think he's not that, you know far gone that he doesn't recognize that he can apologize or whatever. I do think at some point, the way he would, he used to show her PDA, I do think at some point he had feelings for her. Olivia says he seemed disinterested in her as a person and it made her shut down and maybe intimacy would have changed the dynamic. I don't think it would have, but Brett says she never expressed this. And Olivia says they just have different intimacy love languages that he wants compliments and affections all the time. I think even here he chimed in to be sarcastic. I'm like, now is not the time, Brett. Why does he never learn? Like, just shut up and let her talk. And she comes right out and she's like, I'm going to be honest that I was turned off by you. That maybe you make a sarcastic comment or you check yourself out. That laid me out on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Brett, just standing in front of the mirror, just checking yourself out. Like, how do I look? And I think with the next line, she went too far where she says, and then maybe if I held you or we were intimate, oh, I thought about being intimate. I felt that I degraded myself. That was a hard bit too harsh for me. That wasn't nice. That was not like degraded my, what did he do? See, she's getting into that. uh, uh, I felt disgusted inside. And that's like the hard, that is the hard, hard line for us married at first sight people of shitty things you can say to your partner. Yeah. Like, she just said, like, I was turned off by you and I didn't feel attracted to you. Fair enough. But to go further and say I degraded myself, oh, that was not cute. And Brett says, I mean, he took it in stride. I mean, he didn't, like, make a fuss about it. He just said, oh, I just never knew this. And Pascal says early communication could have avoided that. I don't think I See, this is why I can't stand these experts. Talk. I don't believe that. These two would have never worked out. It's who. It's because of who they are. It's not because one of them's terrible. Yeah. They each have their issues, but no amount of communication could have fixed this one. Yeah. It was just a bad match from beginning. They don't click. They don't mesh. They don't speak the same language. And then on top of all that, they're both so stubborn. A lot of what makes Married at First Sight work, or the couples that work, is the people involved are flexible. The Amelian Bennett's, the Woody and Amani's, all the previous ones, they're not stuck on, it has to be this way, it has to be that way, or bust. Which, actually, that's just how it works in real life, though. <laughs> like, a lot of what makes you click with your partner is just, like, not expecting them to 100% feel that thing that you have in your mind. So, I don't know this early communication. They did communicate, but they speak different languages. But these experts get paid to just spew like you say, word salad. Anyway, Brett apologizes again. He says he's sorry. I don't want you to resent the process because he's glad to have met her. Wants to be her friend. He doesn't want her to hate her. But Olivia, at this point, I think she's at, she's in tears. But I don't think it's from sadness. I think it's from anger. Or and frustration. Says, yeah. And says she wishes that she knew who he was. Like, at this point, she doesn't feel married. For me, I think her anger is she's resentful of Brett 
for taking away that experience. You know how we've, ta we've talked about how she's an A student and she just wants everything like, look at me, look at my quiz, look me, teacher me, I have the answer to the question. And he's ruining that thing of she, he, Brett will always be her first husband. <laughs> and that is just, she Girl, can't. don't take it too seriously. It was a TV she show. <laughs> no, but it's her real life. It's a TV I, show, but it's her real life. I know it's her real life, but if she needs to be comforted, she be, should be comforted by the fact that she tried and it didn't work and it's not a big deal. I mean, if life was that easy, right? I mean, there are people who like process emotions and that's how people build traumas. Like, you just have to. <laughs> but I think that's what she's angry about because by the time we get to the end, she says that and she says that we anger again. I think she's just mad that she did this and, you know, she got Brett. But Brett still wants, um, he still wants to be friends, but knows that she's stubborn and she's probably not going to give in to that. Olivia, Why, it's not even about being stubborn. Why should they be friends? No one came on the show to make a friend. Everybody came on the show to have a husband or a wife. I don't understand this whole let's be friends. <laughs> Why did I waste time being friends with you when I could be working on finding an actual husband that you were supposed to be? That's true. That is true. So they're done. They walk out of the house, mansion, and Olivia is talking to the producer, and she says she's tired of talking about Brett, He's an ass and insecure. That is true. She says it is not the demise of their marriage is not solely on him. And she wanted to be happy, find love and have a successful marriage. Instead, she got a divorce, a separation and a failed marriage. And at this point, she has tears. The blotches are showing and she's out of here. But I found it interesting that she was still wearing her ring. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah. My favorite line was, I'm just sick and tired of talking about Brett. I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was it for Olivia and Brett a lot of anger and I just felt they spent way too much time on them correct because no one cares I mean, it broke up three weeks ago they should do G-Day in the interim like I feel like at any point in the process a couple should just be able to declare this today is our D-Day and that way we don't have to waste their time for them to show up three weeks after they broke up to be honest, this is another um, episode that can be an hour. It doesn't have to be two hours. 30 minutes. No, <laughs> it doesn't have to be two hours. So moving on to the question marks of the episode, which was Karen and Miles. Karen is saying nice things about him. He has energy. Oh, go ahead. This was where, once they had Karen and Miles as the third couple, I knew that Henry and Christina were going to be the fourth and Amani and Woody were going to be the fifth. Because they always like to end on a good note. And we knew Henry and Christina wasn't going to be the good note. And yes, so I, I like, oh, okay, this is the order we're going to go in now. <laughs> and then I was right and I was happy. <laughs> so Karen says nice things about him. Like he has a lot of energy. He's thoughtful. He's funny. And he's a lot of fun. She never has to guess what he's thinking. I That made me go, huh? Because wasn't the whole thing that she wasn't sure and he wasn't telling her what he needed, unless that changed, but that's what she said. Miles says his favorite thing about her is her smile, and she's silly. And this line is something I rolled my eyes at. A, tell me if you rolled your eyes too. She said she fits perfectly in that small space in my heart. Oh, Almost as if it was made for me. Good out of here. <laughs> I'm like, uh, have you watched I don't even thing? know what that, that's some nonsense word salad. Like, what, do, what does that mean? I don't know, but I, when he said this, I knew what his answer was, his decision was going to be, because I'm like, okay. But he then says, she's complicated, a mystery, 
and I don't feel wanted. I'm like, oh my God, guy, where do you stand? Can you pick a place? So he said his head and his heart are in two different pages and they walk into the place. Karen looked absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I liked her dress. It was funny though, because when she stepped out of the car, I thought she looked like Iris from the back. (laughs) Iris Iris from Charlotte. Sorry. Yes, Iris was pretty. She's annoying, but she was pretty. Oh, Keith. Keith was so cute. Anyways, Miles says, um, they're talking about it, their experience with the experts, and Miles says it made it easier, like, you know, the extension for four months because she had time to bond with him without the cameras. Um, Karen says she felt the bond in the last three to four weeks, but they have work to do. Take note, people. Three to four weeks. We are going to hear a lot about something that happened three to four weeks ago. And Pastor you Kyle, think they had sex three to four weeks ago? I have no idea, but the many times they kept saying in the last three to four weeks, I'm like, what happened, people? That's what but we they just went to the retreat or whatever like two weeks ago, and they were saying that they weren't having sex then. Well, I don't necessarily think it's sex. I just don't know what happened, but they just kept saying three to four weeks that I'm like, this is a signal. I don't know how to crack the code, but something is there. So Pastor Cal asked about emotional and physical intimacy. And Karen shrugs, and then she looks to Miles to answer. <laughs> and he said, if you had told him that four months later they still had, um, he still hadn't had sex with his wife, he wouldn't have believed it, and he's still not clear where she stands and still not sure if she can meet his needs physically and emotionally. Karen says her physical intimacy... No, she says in the beginning. I, I just took note of that because she had to say... It, she said in the beginning. And I'm like, what does that mean? Her physical intimacy is led by the emotional and she doesn't think they're where she would want them to be either. And from nowhere, I mean, Miles goes first. And I was this was the part where I really wanted to remember if Miles was going to go first. Oh, no, I remember saying that Karen was going to go first because I felt like she doesn't seem like she has doubts, like she already knows what she's going to say. But I think you said Miles was going to go first, actually. Yeah, so he went first and he says it's been hard and but he knows he was matched with a caring and patient person and there are reasons to say no, but he doesn't want to because in the last three to four weeks, <laughs> he's seen her be more intimate and seen her trust and lean on him. I'm like, huh, she's like holding his hand or okay. And I was watching on caption. I watch Married at First Time with caption now because sometimes I don't hear what they're saying. And the caption now said, uneasy music. (laughs) 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 When it was Karen's turn. So that made me laugh. So one thing, she says that one thing that she loves is his heart and how generous he is. And she wants to stay married because his heart is what has allowed her to feel more comfortable. And their marriage just started three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) All the experts are excited. They get up and again, they just hug. I thought they would kiss. They didn't. But I will confess that this was not a surprise to me because someone in our comments put a spoiler on there. <laughs> I was so mad when I saw it. I did, I did it really quickly, but I'm like, this was the only question mark that I had, and now that's just taken away from me. So I saw spoilers, know. but honestly, I still wasn't sure. Based on some spoilers that I saw at the beginning of the season, he didn't say yes. So <laughs> we don't have to, but yes, the spoiler turned out to be true. The two of them are sticking with this. This journey. So they still did you notice that she said, "I'm wanting to explore where that can go." That's what Karen said. Uh, Yes, that's not a vote of confidence. (laughs) Well, um, 
they hug each other. They don't kiss. Um, I, I would think by now he said he's seen her be more intimate. So I thought they would be at that level then. And Dr. Pepper says she's happy for the virus, not in the way or anything, but he allowed for them to have time because if the virus didn't happen, it would definitely have been a no if they had done this how many weeks ago. So Karen says she looks forward to spending their lives and growing into love. But I don't know if it was just me. Miles is usually a very exuberant person. I didn't get the sense that he was exuberant. He just seemed a little even keel. Is that the word? I, I'm like, did the t- I always wonder what these people are up to. I'm like, did the two of them go in with a pack to just like keep on going just to see how it goes? But Miles on the inside knows that they probably shouldn't do that. You think so? I, mean, you I, I know what I think. I well, think that, they, that he should have said no. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But I think she should have said no too. <laughs> but remember when um who was it, Dr. Pepper gave her that talk and she seemed very tearful and was just like, you know, I just wanted to, you know, work and yeah, I hope he gives it a chance. I was surprised by that. I don't They're on know. a very unique journey. <laughs> they really did. But we get a cam, self-cam, I think that's what we decided to call it. The day after with Karen says she's excited to see more of him in every way shape or form is that a hint or am i reading into it i don't know (laughs) dr pepper said that she has high hopes for them and i was like i'm not sure that i do they don't have chemistry i just i you know i'm very excited to watch the reunion just to see if these two are together they remind they're not quite as bad they remind me of like katie and Derek from last year who said yes on decision day had no business saying yes and broke up shortly thereafter so we'll see what happened with Karen and Miles. Someone posted a picture of them somewhere. I don't know. At a wedding in Dallas or whatever. And it was dated August 20th. I don't even know what was happening, but, you know. We'll I mean, if out. it works for them, honestly, that's great. But I, I that same thing that, you know, he's going to get burnt out if he's not getting what he needs. He hit the nail on the head. Like, I don't know if she can give me what I need because I don't know how you get over the fact that someone's too open with their feelings or... I don't like to touch or whatever it is, but maybe in the past three to four weeks, um, something changed. I believe, and I hope that I am wrong, either they break up by the reunion or three months from now, six months from now, three years from now, they're going to break up. (laughs) I have like no hope in the longevity of their relationship. I hope they prove me wrong, but, and I know we only saw them on the TV. Maybe this is a completely different story, but it, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, again, maybe they prove us wrong. I would be happy for them. Well, happy for Miles. Um, if it works out, but... I would be happy for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still pissed off. I can't forget some of the things she said. I just, mm-mm. but yeah, we'll see. I mean, time will tell. That's the only thing that we would know. So, all right, are you done with them? Mm-hmm. All right, now for Christina and Henry. So they start with a self-cam. Henry says he's feeling more emotions than he thought he would. Christina (laughs) says she's going back and forth with her decision. That's how we know Christina's a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case we missed it before. (laughs) We've watched you two. There's no back and forth. There's nothing here. Um, Christina's dress is nice. Christina's dress is the same shade of green that Olivia's dress is, which is also the same shade of green that the couch is. Production should have told them that color was off limits. Because um, it's like, why would you wear a dress? I mean, a specific shade of green that matches the couch they're about to sit on for a long time perfectly. <laughs> so they sit down. They're, they're pleasant or whatever. 
And uh, Christina says uh, they've had a lot of awkward moments. Do you notice that I didn't even go over the voiceover because it was irrelevant? Um, <laughs> it was funny. There were some funny parts in there. Dr. I, I wasn't listening. Christina and Harry are two kind-hearted people. What? And then, Yes. <laughs> I laughed. And then Henry was like, I know that marriage is work, but I don't know what we're working towards. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was funny to me. <laughs> this slow-mo camera and the voiceover, I, it literally put me to sleep. So I, <laughs> I was like, I don't care about your voiceover. Go to this couch and talk to each other. Um, <laughs> so she said, we've had a lot of awkward moments, but we've had a lot of good moments too. And Henry is nodding emphatically as she is saying this. <laughs> and Christina says she wishes that they could have clicked together romantically. And Christina says that she never felt wanted by him, which was a little bit sad, but it was true. I don't think you ever yeah. wanted him. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. Henry, you know, start, you know, they probably said more things, but Henry says Christina for much of the process, there's always been excuses. I guess she was upset that I called her dishonest. And then Henry launches in. He's like, long story short, she said she received a text from a guy that he and I were having an affair. And then Christina makes this face that I don't think I've ever seen from her before. It's like, I've never the- seen Yes. I, that face was like, you know how when you write something and you want to wrinkle up the paper and just squeeze it out? She did that with her face somehow. <laughs> It up. And my favorite part about this next little segment is like how many different tones and phrases and ways that Henry said, Christina, Christina, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, Christina, you threatened to hold over my head, Christina. Uh, and then Henry, Pastor Cal tries to therapy speak out of it. So you perceived something, blah, blah, blah. Henry is like, no, <laughs> don't you therapy speak this. This chick tried to blackmail me. He's yeah. like, I don't want to be dramatic and say blackmailed, but <laughs> and Dr. Pepper is like, what do you mean? Hold it over your head? You mean like blackmail? Um, and then Henry was getting real frustrated when Christina's like trying to, I don't know what kind of defense she's trying to craft, but he's like, yeah. are you seriously saying this right now? Gosh. Her defense was never, I didn't do that. Yes. She just keeps on making these faces and saying things like, I didn't think you were gay. Yeah, I didn't think you were gay. You let Henry finish his sentences. You're just like, Christina. <laughs> ah. Then she starts with her stories. Mm. When she received it, she tried to call the number to see if it was one of her friends playing a prank or one of his friends. And then Henry is like, <laughs> go ahead. What kind of prank is that? I'm like, once again, what kind of trash people do you have in your life, Christina? That you would say, what kind of friends do you have that you, if you ever believe that? Um, and Henry is like, if you received a text, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she start, She just started with gobbledygook. Whenever my mind was wandering, <laughs> it just seemed like you, you didn't want to be with me. Now, you know, now that you're saying this, this was a terrible way to handle it. What the I don't even know why she was was pretending to be shocked by the accusation. She said on camera, like, you know, I said some things in anger. I probably shouldn't have. So what are you, you know, shocked about? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. So then, (laughs) then Christine is like, Henry, I don't think that you're gay. I don't think Henry cares that you think he's gay. He's just upset about you trying to blackmail him. Yep. And then, and then. These experts, man, I can't stand these people. 
at least for this segment, I, I did not like them. Nope. Dr. Pepper pipes in. Have there been apologies from either one of you for this? What is Henry supposed to apologize what for? What is he exactly? I'm like, again, it goes back to what you said, Aid. Why are we protecting Christina? Christina apologizes for how she handled that situation. Mm-mm-mm. Um, Henry apologizes for making her feel undesired or unwanted. Are those the same thing? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. This was just frustrating to watch. I think that's the word. Because it didn't feel like Christina got held accountable. And I think sometimes when we're watching these things, we want people to be held accountable. Yes. Because for the longest time, I've been saying how this whole accusation is not a light situation. Like, I think they should have stepped in. And then you have the chance. They're saying that he did this. We didn't even talk about the walk. <laughs> I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. We didn't now. talk about the central business district either. Yes, we didn't talk about the continuous pattern of lies or whatever. And instead, when they try to mediate, you saying that their apologies given it. Like, what? It, I, I didn't like their whole segment. It was anticlimactic. It was not enough for me. I'm just like, just get this going. Because again, I think they were coddling Christina. Like, let's just make it as painless as possible. Then, to continue wasting our time, they get to the decision part, as if the two of you yelling, you know, speaking to each other about how you thought one was gay and the other one lied and da 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 is not enough for us to know what the decision's going to be. We have to formalize it with Henry saying, going first, gobbledygook, communication, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> let's get divorced. And then Christina, let's get divorced, but she still wants to be friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad at that? People just wanting to be friends? <laughs> it, it makes me so frustrated. <laughs> Um, it's just a way of being like, I don't, once again, saying I want to be friends is just being like, I don't want to be the bad guy. Because if I can say that we're friends in my recounting of this experience, then I'm not the bad guy. See, we're friends. Yeah. So then this is, this is part of how they constructed this storyline because then they do like the interview with the producer and Christina once again says, I never believed he was gay or no, no. She says some other stuff, even though it didn't go the way that I wanted to. Blah, blah, blah. And then she says, I never believed he was gay or something like that. <laughs> the only time... Okay, so throughout the show, we've never seen Henry and Christina talk to each other about this gay accusation. Mm-hmm. But like I said, Henry was covering his tracks. <laughs> or not covering <laughs> his tracks. Not allowing himself to be black. An alibi, yeah. Because she never did address in an interview or anywhere else that she had said this. She did it after decision day, and then they cut in some of her talking about it in that episode we saw earlier. Oh. Because she was wearing, it was the same interview outfit, same setup. You know, they have a variety of different setups. And this one was the after decision day setup that they cut back on us a couple weeks ago. But that is still protecting Christina. Uh, Yeah, if you're not putting the timeline together, they kind of made it seem like she had addressed it before. Yeah. But the first time that she knew that the producers or anybody in the show was when Henry, like, dropped it on her at decision day. And I don't think she knew that he had told Woody, that he had clearly told production. She didn't know that until she sat on that couch. Yeah, okay. It still it still softens her narrative, though. Like, oh, I know it was a terrible thing to do. And, and I- she says, I don't want to waste my energy trying to defend myself. At this point, it's whatever. <laughs> Someone sent me that text message. I don't believe for one second anybody sent her any text message. Nope. Nope. That's a petty Betty. Again, she stayed the whole entire four months out of be- being petty. Because that clip played again, and it made me laugh. She's like, when Harry said, what am I doing? And she goes, yeah, what are you doing? Why don't you leave? <laughs> 
I'm not. So why don't you leave? <laughs> the only sort of like, they're a bad match. Like they were a bad match from the moment they met each other and it never got better. It just got worse. <laughs> but once again, where are the experts just piping in and saying like, you know what? This was a bad match. You guys weren't, weren't suited. That's it. They don't do that. But you know how sometimes they're regretful when a couple doesn't stay together and then they're so happy when a couple does? When Henry and Christina walked out, Pastor Kyle just shrugged. He's like, eh, when somebody <laughs> lose somebody. <laughs> but they really need to start taking accountability for that. Like, you know what? Sometimes we don't, you know, we don't get it right. Because, um, so I've been watching Married at First Sight UK and the expert, the lead expert there is actually an American. He's an African-American guy. And one of the people is feeling like she doesn't connect with the person and she's having a Skype call with him. And he goes, listen, we can do everything on paper, but the one thing we can't account for is for physical chemistry. So if that's not there, I can't, there's nothing we can do about it. To me, that's some sort of accountability in some sorts. Yes, because yes. I wonder if Henry and Christina, if they had been physically matched, she wouldn't have been this way? I don't know. Man, I think Christina's core is... um Rotten, I believe, is the word. Compromised. <laughs> so I can't guarantee. Like, she's the kind of person, like, she might even have a good guy. And somehow, because she likes that drama and excitement in a negative way. Like, I'm going to test your boundaries. So I don't know. So that's like, the end of Henry and Christina. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Next up is our second golden couple. So Amani and Woody, Amani, they show us with the self cam and Amani wakes up and says she misses her husband. So they do their voiceover and they say really nice things to each other. And then they go sit on the couch. Um, <laughs> well, um, why was Amani already seated? Oh, I did notice that Amani, was she the only woman who didn't come in second? Yeah, she was already seated on the couch. I was like, we missed a slow-mo of Amani, really? They didn't need that 30 seconds. They had their two hours <laughs> at the point where they were cutting this in. <laughs> <laughs> so they, the experts asked them what love means to them. And Amani says it can be, well, I think Woody says love is routine, security, and safety. Mm-hmm. And Amani says it can be unconditional. Um, she said, like, I'm used to that love, like with family, but I never imagined that I would get there with my spouse, especially as quickly as I have with you. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Um, Viviana starts crying. <laughs> that was <laughs> and... cool. I'm sorry. You think so? Yeah, because there's some people who find it easy to cry. Like, just think of you can. Like, I think she was touched. I don't think to the point of tears. I just think she's able to cry. So she did. Okay. I mean, so then Dr. Pepper asks if they feel changed. And Woody, like, didn't genuinely think that he could get that kind of love. And everything I didn't expect, I now have. And then Woody starts crying. Um, And then he starts saying, especially when you don't think it's coming and you don't hope for it or wish for it. And then I started, like, feeling emotions. (laughs) You need aid. All five people in the room were crying. Pastor Cal is crying. Dr. Pepper is crying. Amani is crying. And a little bit, I am crying. Dr. Viviana, a baby. (laughs) (laughs) It was cute. It was so, and it wasn't like you could tell it was genuine. It was just, it wasn't like an act or anything. So they weren't like Christina's tears. They were like actual, (laughs) actual real emotion, you know. 
Oh, and then Amani says, you've opened my eyes to see that there is so much more in life that I haven't experienced. And I feel like I can do anything now. Oh, you're so cute. So then they, you know, they ask the pointless question and, and Woody <laughs> uses her full name. And he doesn't say, I would like to. He says, I am staying married to you. <laughs> and then Amani goes, Woody, I would like to get a divorce. <laughs> If you've watched the previews, they play that over and over like we're stupid. And just kidding. I want to stay married. That wasn't a joke, though. And then Woody was like, it was a test. And she's like, no, it wasn't a test. But honestly, I didn't, Amani, don't joke like that. She has to keep him in check. (laughs) She has to keep him in check, you know? Was their segment really, I mean, maybe their segment was short, but it was the most emotionally impactful. Yes, it was. It was the most impactful, but it was short. They gave all the time to Olivia and Brett, who have already split. But I guess there's nothing more to say with Amani and Woody. Like, I mean... Left-hand they, gang. That's what Woody yeah. said. Yeah, what else do you think? <laughs> I did have a question for you. How did I miss the fact that Woody calls Amani sweets? This was a first for me. I have brought it up on this podcast, so you are not listening. <laughs> no, I'm in my memory. So a lot is going on, so in my memory failed me. Because I'm like... Sweets. He just kept saying sweet, sweets all the time. I'm like, did I miss that? He's been saying that for a long time. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe since the honeymoon. He's been saying it for a like, long time. Like or he said it once or twice? A, 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 a lot. Oh, okay. My bad. Okay, so that's all I had for them. Oh. So that was it with all the couples. Um, I don't think there was much surprise for everyone. And then the next day, all the couples gathered around and met. I don't know what it was. It was like a courtyard. And I guess there was social distancing. They had those, you know, those tables that have like the cocktail part of a wedding. I don't know what it's called. A cocktail table. Cocktail table. (laughs) So they were standing around and all split into groups with each other. And Miles asked everyone what their decision was. Do we believe that they didn't know and that everyone came in blind? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, they, they were all at each other's apartments last night. <laughs> so they all recap. We're not going to go over each. They each say what it is that they're doing. Woody and Amani say they said yes and how they're looking for a house. And Olivia jokingly says, what about the puppy? And then he says, the puppy and the baby go together at the same time. And then... Um, Miles is with Karen, and did you notice that Miles was holding her waist? Uh, I did notice that they were physically close. Yes, they were very close, but it's the usual... I think they are usually close, it's just that Karen usually looks uncomfortable, but I don't necessarily think she was that uncomfortable this time. And Amelia tells them about how Bennett, you know, had the tattoo, and she starts going off on a tangent about how the is to a body hold the crazier you are and you know you they start going back and forth and then Bennett says that his is at a healthy distance and Woody's face for this body holds discussion (laughs) well because Miles and Woody cracked the hell up and you could just tell they were just saying why people (laughs) (laughs) the entire time but it was truly hilarious because they just went on and on about the tattoo but yeah and then Brett for the most part, Brett was Brett. Brett says his favorite part about the whole thing was breaking out of his routine. Okay. <laughs> what? 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 
I mean, breaking out of, like, what are you talking about, Brad? <laughs> that was the best part of the whole, you just told her that you did this to find a companion for the rest of your life. But the best part was to break out of your routine. I don't know, but. Those two cannot stop, though. Because then Olivia's like, that's the most I've ever heard you express yourself. Brett, you should ask questions. Like, you guys, you're done. Stop. <laughs> but that's why I said that she's not indifferent. Like, she still wants to hurt him. Anyway, then she can. Because after she said that, she said, you need to ask questions. What kind of questions? Good question. I'm like, guys. Mm-mm. So I think they're all cute. They all decide. Um. I mean, Christina and Harry, I don't think anyone was surprised. Everyone was just, you know, going through the platitudes. And they all decide to end on a good note. Um, as we know, Amelia and Bennett are leaving. And they decide to decorate their car. And they all left, like, personalized messages. And then it was a surprise. They were not there. I thought it was hilarious that they came with the Amazon box. Like, they didn't even <laughs> put the stuff away. They just came with the box and like, let's do it. And they surprised them, and they thought it was nice. And honestly, I do believe that part. Like, no one else is going to share that journey of marrying someone at first sight. That is still always, hands down, going to be one of the craziest shit to me. Like, deciding to just take that chance to go marry someone at first sight in front of a whole bunch of people on TV. So, kudos to them. And And they all just seem to like each other. And they all seem like pretty great people. Yeah. Christina, Brett... They're not the worst we've seen. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. So, yeah, so that is exactly how the episode and the season, kind of, regular season ends. And it was nice. It was nice. I think it was a really good season. I really enjoyed the season, even though it was longer. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I actually like most of these people. Yeah. I'm like, thinking. I want to go hang out with them. I wanted to be at that happy hour. I was like, you guys are cool. That is actually true. Yeah, they're people you want to hang with. Even Henry. Even Henry. Christina. Yeah, but even Henry, like, he's funny. He's very hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> On Unfiltered, he said, like, oh, you know, there's all these things you worry about when you're married to someone at first sight. Like, are you going to be attracted? Are you going to get along? But you don't really think, are they going to blackmail you for being <laughs> <laughs> So, Tane, who has your bouquet for the week? Oh, I can't deny it. It has to be Amani and Woody. It was just so precious. So, so precious. And I'm so happy for them. And I hope they continue. I hope they get their puppy. And I feel like they're going to have a baby sooner than later. Cool. And who has yours? My bouquet goes to Henry and Christina. (gasps) Because as much as, yeah, we want everybody to have a great marriage. Those two made me laugh so much this season. Um, they gave me most of the WTF moments that I had. And at one point, they literally had me on tears of laughter on the floor. So <laughs> that's why they get my bouquet. <laughs> and who has your burnt ashes? Oh, man. I thought long and hard about this, and I didn't want to make it a tie. But I'm just going to go strictly by who annoyed me the most. And my burnt ashes goes to Olivia. (laughs) Poor Olivia. (laughs) Who has yours? (laughs) My burnt ashes go to the experts for never owning their shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That was my second choice. But that's a good one. (laughs) They did stood here. You know, they they should be proud that this is percentage wise. This is probably the most successful they've ever been. Maybe. I don't know. This has been a good season for the experts. 
But yeah. for the two that you failed at, it's not actually, I think, because someone should have done this or someone should have done that. They were just badly matched. Yep. Yep. And yep. instead of just owning that they were badly matched, you'll sit there and try to say communication and just, just say they're badly matched and move on. Yeah, I agree. And I think like as much as they love to pat themselves on the back when they have good matches, you should also take the downside of it too. <laughs> instead, they just shrug their shoulders and say, we hope you learned something. so guys that's it for this week follow us on instagram and twitter at alter call m-a-f-s that's a-l-t-a-r-c-a-l-l-m-a-f-s and you can also email us with the same handle at gmail.com we're available everywhere you listen to podcasts we appreciate you guys supporting us and being with us on this first season for our show Um, We will have a reunion episode out soon for you. Uh, So don't forget to subscribe so you can get it. Also, we love your ratings and reviews. So remember to do that on whichever platform you listen to us on. And don't forget to find us on Patreon. Yes. And one last thing. We are going to guest again with Reality TV and me. Um, Look out for the episode on Monday. And we'll also include it in our show notes. So check it out. Bye. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.